1: Hello and welcome to the following on Cricket World Cup podcast from TalkSport. I'm John Norman and we know the identities now of the four semi-finalists after Pakistan failed to beat Bangladesh at Lords by 316 runs. Instead, they beat them by 94 runs, but it wasn't enough. It means in all likelihood the semi-finals next week will be between Australia and New Zealand in Manchester on Tuesday, and England will take on India for the second time in Birmingham on Thursday. Unless, of course, South Africa spring a surprise on Saturday. They play Australia and India take on Sri Lanka. We'll look ahead to both of those matches. Also on the show, a man who used to bite cricket balls for a living, the enigmatic former Pakistani captain Shahid Afridi. You're listening to Following On. welcome to the show. It wasn't to be for Pakistan in the end. Set the most unlikely of all unlikely tasks. That is uh, beating Bangladesh by about 300 and 16 runs, they managed to beat the opposition, but only by 94. Uh, what a wonderful standalone game it was, though, at Lords. Under sunny skies, in front of balmy supporters, uh, two teams went at it from the offset uh, 100 for Imam Al Haq, 96 for Babar Azam, as uh, Pakistan mounted 315 for 9, and uh, a fifer for Mr. Vizir Rahman. It meant that Pakistan had to bowl Bangladesh out for less than 8, and you know what? They didn't do it. Bangladesh did get bowled out, though, 221 with the best figures ever in a World Cup by a Pakistani bowler, Shaheen Shah Afridi. Um, what a shame he couldn't bowl the whole tournament, Pakistan fans would be thinking. He ended his spell six for 35, and it was only Shakibal Hassan who once again provided stiff resistance, ending as the tournament's top scorer, uh, albeit before a couple of players like David Warner on Saturday, uh, 64 to his name, and 11 wickets. It meant, or it means rather, that uh, Pakistan finished fifth in uh, the World Cup table. 11 points, they share that with New Zealand. They beat New Zealand, of course, but it's New Zealand's net run rate, which is the superior of the two, so it's New Zealand, who will play in Manchester on Tuesday. Who they'll play, we'll find out on Saturday. Australia, if they slip up to South Africa, got to say that's unlikely and then India beat Sri Lanka which is very likely and then they will flip first will become second second will become first but the betting money I guess is an India England semi-final at Edgfiston on Thursday and Australia taking on their old enemy across the Tasman from across the Tasman that is New Zealand the um, Let's uh, hear from uh, some of the players involved or who will be involved in that game as well as a little look back to the West Indies game against Afghanistan. TalkSport 2 Scott Taylor has been casting his eye over all the action away from the action in the Cricket World Cup.
2: Yep, thanks very much, John. Away from Pakistan against Bangladesh. Here's what else is happening at the Cricket World Cup. Well, Chris looks set to play his final ever World Cup match and if that does prove to be his last well, they ended it on a high with a 23-run victory over Afghanistan, but individually it didn't go quite as planned. He was dismissed for just seven, but after scoring almost 20,000 runs in his international career, his teammate Shea Hope says the Universe boss will be sorely missed. Too many things that you can pick from Chris. He's just one of those guys that I'm sure the entire world will miss him when he goes, so it's going to be a sad day for cricket. There is some good news for the West Indies, though, as he isn't retiring just yet and could have one final swan song when India visit the Caribbean in the coming months. More good news for the cricketing public emerged today after the country's host broadcaster Sky Sports announced the Cricket World Cup final will be broadcast on free-to-air television if England are in it. The final is on Sunday the 14th of July at Lord's on a bumper day for British sport, which also features the Wimbledon men's final and the British Grand Prix at Silverstone. Now looking ahead to tomorrow's action now and there's a bumper day of World Cup cricket with two games taking place. India could temporarily move to the top of the table if they beat Sri Lanka at 10.30 but Australia could then leapfrog them if they beat South Africa in the day-night game beginning at 1.30. With India already qualified there's been suggestions they could rest leading wicket-taker Jasprit Bumrah but the seamer wants to be part of the game at Headingley. This is my first World Cup, so I would play as many games as possible. <laughs> I, have, I, have, I don't think I have become an experienced player that I could say I don't want to play some games. But yeah, I, I would always look forward to playing and the more number of matches you play, you enjoy more. Boomer has changed the game for India on many occasions in this World Cup, including in the wins over Afghanistan and Bangladesh. And the Indian fielding coach Ramakrishnan Sridhar says everyone is relaxed when Boomer comes on to bowl.
0: Bhumra is a banker bowler isn't he? So when he bowls the dressing room is always very calm because we know he's going to execute it and uh, the batsman will have to do something really really special to get runs against him. So whenever he's operating so we are very calm and uh, we know he's going, to, uh, he's going to deliver.
2: So will Boomrah make another impact when India face Sri Lanka? Well, the Sri Lankan captain Dimuth Karunaratne hopes they can end the World Cup campaign with the two points. Actually, we can end up with the high note, you know, if we, if we have to win, win the game and end up in the uh, fifth or sixth position. So what, that's, that's what we our uh, plan. So we're trying to do our best. And just a reminder, John Norman will be providing the updates for this one over on Talk Sports. Well, if India are to win, Australia have the chance to move back to the top of the table if they beat South Africa in a day-nighter at Lord's. The Aussies have won seven of their eight matches so far and have a strong presence in both the run scoring and the wicket charts. Mitchell Stark is leading the way with the most wickets in the tournament with 24, but has warned South Africa and their semi-finalists that they can only get better from here. I think our chances are as good as any other team. Um, We've always spoken about peaking towards the back end of the tournament and we're still searching for that perfect performance. We're, We're not quite there yet we've still got room to improve and that's exciting for this group. Australia have rotated their players well throughout the tournament showing the real depth in their squad. One of those players is the off-spinner Nathan Lyon who despite taking almost 350 test wickets made his World Cup debut in this tournament. He feels the squad are capable of producing something special.
3: To be honest, within the group that we feel
2: something special building. Um, there's, we're still looking for that perfect performance and uh, we know there's a lot of work to, to, to be done to get there. Well, one player who's also made his World Cup debut in England is the Australian seamer Jason Berendorf and he's made an instant impact. After taking five wickets in the win over England, he's continued that momentum and has been key to Australia's seam attack. Despite such impressive performances though, he doesn't feel his place in the side is secure just yet. I don't think it's,
0: it's 100% locked down because we've been quite versatile and um, the team's changed a little bit with conditions and stuff like that, so I'd like to think that my performances are seen in a, in a good light um, and that, yeah, I'd love like to obviously continue to keep playing, that's for sure.
2: As others make their World Cup debuts, it's the other end of the spectrum for some, and after Chris likely played his last game for the West Indies yesterday, Someone who could bow out tomorrow is the South African leg spinner Imran Tahir. The 40-year-old has taken almost 300 wickets for his country in all formats. And fellow bowler Kegiso Rabadas paid tribute to him, saying he's a great role model for everyone in the squad.
4: He's shown us how it's done, and uh, I think we can all take a leaf out of his book, you know, performing under pressure and um, having clear game plans, etc., etc. I think he's just always had the hunger and and the passion.
2: Australia and South Africa have always had competitive meetings in recent years, but despite an underwhelming campaign with just two wins in eight matches, the South Africa all-rounder David Miller believes playing the Aussies will always bring the best out of them. Australia and South Africa always had uh, really, really good, um, you know, competitions against each other. So uh, we we really up for every game that we have played, and obviously the results haven't been our going our way. But we have been up for it, and we we will be up for the next two. Um, and yeah, Australia always, I think, bring bring out the best in us. So will Australia seal their spot at the top of the group stage table, or will South Africa end a disappointing campaign on a high? Again, John Norman will have the updates on this, on Talk Sport and Talk Sport 2. Big thanks to uh, Scott Taylor there. Well, I suppose when you set a target uh, of scoring
1: about 500 and they're bowling an opposition out for about 100, you need something pretty special in your team. Unfortunately, whilst they did have something special, Pakistan in Shaheed Afridi, what they probably needed was Shaheed Afridi. Uh, Shahid Afridi, though, was a guest of the TalkSport studios on Friday. Uh, he sat in with uh, Hawksby and Jacobs and talked about the release of his new book.
3: Uh, we're here to talk about your autobiography, uh, Game Changer, which you've written with Waj Khan. Waj is with us as well in the studio. And if this uh, times, uh, shades not sure, uh, uh, comfortable in English, Waj, you'll uh, jump in in, uh, in Urdu and we'll translate, I think. Gladly, we'll, we'll...
5: unpaid translation. Yeah, that's yeah. very good of you. Well, you've done a
3: fine job with the book, Waj. I've really enjoyed it. Well, so I really enjoyed thank the book. I mean, it's it's been some life. I mean, what one thing I noticed about it is that you are pretty self-critical. Even the forward of the book uh, is quite critical of you at times. You normally expect a forward of a book to be a kind of very positive and saying, he does say nice things, but he's critical. And you're very self-critical about Maybe your temperament as a player, and you you deal with the criticisms uh, head on. I think.
0: Oh, uh, when you write a book, you share your experience. You share really. you your experience. Uh, you done, You done, You your your
5: yeah, he's saying that if you're going to write a book might as well tell the truth right? and you <laughs> have point. to mention both sides Um you can't just be, be uh, making a pitch um, you have to uh, mention the positive and the negative hmm. and of course he trusts Vaseem and uh, uh, he um, uh, told Vaseem in front of me just it was just one call and one request and then Vaseem and I had a sitting about what he wanted to write and I just uh, uh, posited uh, uh, Shahid's message that just, uh, just be fair about the man. Yeah. He was his first captain, and I think they have a special relationship. I think they're very fond of each other, yeah. and I think that's a sign of fondness when you're truthful about each other.
3: He talks and you talk in the bookshade about the first time you came into the the Pakistan senior side, and uh, you're in the nets. And uh, Waka Eunice and Wazim Akram worked you over. <laughs> yeah. They 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 bowled quick and then they bowled quicker and they said, "We're going to get this guy." And you kept hitting them, and they thought, "Oh,
0: okay." And it was uh, Wazim. who said, "We've we've got to move him up the order." Yeah. Oh uh, well, I think this, that was like a dream come true. I think uh, uh, they all was my heroes, and uh, we all always watching them. You know, but I, uh, that was like. Uh, uh, in 96, when they invited me first time for Pakistan team because Mushtaq Ahmed, he was injured and they called me from West Indies. And, and I remember that I traveled like from uh, from Guyana, I traveled to Barbados, Barbados, Jamaica, Jamaica, England, England, Dubai and Dubai, Pakistan. Wow. And I stayed there for, I think, one or two hours and from there, Dubai, Dubai to Kenya. So I didn't sleep whole in my whole this travel. I didn't sleep because like that was... Uh, a uh, dream was coming, become uh, true, uh, true, you know. Yeah. So, uh, and playing with these legends and I uh, remember when Wasim Akram and Vakar Yunus you, balling me in the net, they think that he is, we'll see how he gonna bet. Uh, because I they call me as a baller. Yeah. And I used to bet at number seven, number eight, number nine. Uh, but uh, I think uh, they like the way I was hitting the ball. And uh, they give me a chance, they give me opportunity because against Sri Lanka, we have to score above 350, 360 run to qualify for a semi-final. Mm. So they took a chance and uh, Alhamdulillah. And, uh, it, worked it worked because you, yeah. you scored,
3: it, I mean, it's the record's been surpassed, but you mm. it's, subsequently, <clears> but <throat> you scored at that time the fastest 137 ball century, yeah. I think including yeah. 11... Was it 11-4s, 11 11-6s? 11 sixes?
0: Sixes. 11, sixes. Yeah, sixes. And a month ago, jay Surya made that record. Mm. And uh, But after a month, this miracle happened. Yeah. But, but every,
5: everybody loved the way you played. I mean, you were the sort of player that when you were coming in,
0: people yeah. would leave the
5: bars, leave their chats and lunches and come and watch you play. And I think that's an important thing.
0: The thing is that for me, that was not easy because I started my cricket as a baller and Pakistan team, they selected me as a bowler. And uh, if you changing yourself to become a batsman, that was not an easy task for me Hmm. to become a batsman now. And uh, the batsmen who are used to bat at number seven, number eight, number nine, and he become a batsman and the people expecting again, some uh, hitting from, uh, uh, but uh, but, uh, I enjoyed uh, the way my seniors, they supported me very well. They treat me like a brother and uh, they really look after me. For me, that was a big challenge a new guy playing between a big names So that was a challenging for me, but uh, credit goes to all my seniors. They really supported me there. Yeah, you you uh, you started out as a fast bowler, but you were chucking. You felt you
3: were. (laughs) (laughs) So you had to change. Become a fast leg break bowler. Yeah, fast leg break. I started my cricket because
0: of Imran Khan. You know, he was my ideal, and uh, I I tried to become a fast bowler as well. But when I realized that I'm chucking, so I said no, (laughs) no, I can't. Otherwise, I can't play cricket now.
5: Has it been hard for Pakistan players not being able to play in Pakistan because of the political situation? I'd imagine it would. It's difficult, man.
0: It is obviously the people they want to see some overseas cricketers come or. Teams come to Pakistan and play there, but uh, last time World Eleven was happened there, and then uh, West Indies was there for uh, two or three T uh, Twenty game. So maybe, inshallah, very soon the trend gonna be changed. England and Australia, uh, the R Cricket Board they are trying to bring them as well. So it's so hoping uh, we hoping <clears> that <throat> maybe cricket is gonna play in Pakistan soon because yeah. the people they missing cricket there in international cricket, and it's a good thing that PSL happened as well.
5: Yeah. Sure. But there's still a joy about Pakistan cricket. I think all cricket watchers love watching Pakistan because you never quite know what you're going to get, but you know you're going to get something special at some point. There is
3: a line, isn't there, in the book where you say, Pakistan can either be terrible or brilliant. That is just one of the traits of the cricketing nation, you know. And that's true. We never quite know
0: what we're going to get from Pakistan in a game. <laughs> <laughs> Pakistan cricket, is, if you look into the uh, history of Pakistan cricket, it is like this, you mm. know, from long time. And uh, you should be, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the structure should be very strong. The domestic cricket structure should be very strong, like the county cricket here in England. Mm. In uh, Australia, the domestic structure is very strong. It should be very strong. With new chairman, with new government, things become change if you go with any system, at least give that system three year, four year, Hmm. how it's going to work. But I think with every season, you're changing your system, it's not going to work. I think that uh, surprise
5: element which you mentioned uh, about uh, you never know what you're going to get is uh, best. I think it's epitomized by and characterized best by this man right here. Hmm. And uh, you never know what you're going to get. Uh, You have a rough idea. But that mercurial element um, that, that, you know, hold on to your raw nerves, you know, to the edge of your seats. Mm. I think, uh, um, um, yes, it is sexy. Uh, it, is, uh, it is exciting for the uh, for the cricket fan. But uh, uh, we've said this in the book. Shahid believes it himself. He just said it himself that, you know, it's, it's, it's sexy to be inconsistent. It's great for the bookie. It may be <laughs> great for the bookies. But, I mean, yes, if you want consistency, you must change the structures. Mm. And if you read the book, uh, and I hope your viewers do, He's really thought out quite a long-drawn plan inspired partially by the ECB, partially by the ICC, partially by the BCCI, the Aussies because he's seen it all over two two decades.
1: What a character there. It's uh, Shahid Afridi with Paul and Andy and Wazim Khan providing translation. So uh, no joy for Pakistan today, despite the win. They will not play in the semifinals, but uh, they've had a pretty decent uh, tournament. Uh, all ends up, and uh, no doubt we'll be back in four years' time. Um, We'll be pretty much saying the same thing about them as we do in every World Cup, i.e. never rule them out. You never know what you're going to get. They could win it. They could finish last. Who knows? Aside from uh, the uh, Cricket World Cup, the Women's Ashes got underway this week. Sam Ellard uh, was uh, on duty following the action in the second ODI between England and Australia. And uh, this is uh, his take on events in that second match.
4: Another disappointing day for England. Australia taking a 4-0 lead after a four-wicket win in the second one-day international at Grace Road. England won the toss, chose to bat. They made 217, largely thanks to Tammy Beaumont, who hit an incredible 114 from just 115 deliveries. She's been in incredible form and has had an amazing couple of years, of course, play of the tournament in the 2017 World Cup. Earlier this year, she was named one of the five wisdom cricketers of the year and no one has scored more ODI runs since 2016 than Beaumont. But her dismissal yesterday sparked a collapse from 187 for six to 217 all out... With Delissa Kimmons taking five for twenty-six, you always felt as if England were 40 to 50 runs short. Ellis Perry hit 62 as Australia won with more than four overs to spare and throughout their innings you always felt as if Australia were in the driving seat. Well the two sides meet in the final one day international. That's in Canterbury on Sunday. That really is looking like a must-win game for England. Of course, that's the last of the three one-day internationals. There's a test match and then three T twenty internationals but it was another disappointing day for England at Grace Road Australia won by four wickets they lead 4-0
1: big thanks to Sam Ellard there as well as Scott Taylor and Shahid Afridi Uh, that's pretty much all we've got time for on following on today to never miss an episode be sure to subscribe either on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast app see you for the next show which takes place on Sunday when we will know for sure the exact line-up for the Cricket World Cup semi-finals